Welcome to the Church on the Hill podcast with Tim Sievers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us. Pastor Corey, good to be back with you here in our Zoom studios for yet another edition of the podcast. Uh, you know, yeah. we, we are getting up there in number of episodes, like 280 or something like that. Oh, uh, it's hard, hard to believe. <laughs> Remember when we uh, used to record on the iPad? And it was just audio. Yeah. It was a good time. Hey, pretty soon, in a week or two weeks, we'll get to record in person again because you'll be um, two weeks out from your second vaccination. And we'll be vaccinated people who kind of hang around each other anyway. And I think according to current CDC guidance that we could, uh, you know, we could record together if you wanted to i mean yeah. i don't want to corner you here on live on the podcast but i don't i don't i don't know if we can make it work that's been so long <laughs> well people said we were better back then so oh, why did they say that well well it's the delay and stuff you know oh, sure, um, sure. there's yeah uh, yeah and using yeah. using zoom and we can we have some different options if we're in the same place yeah yeah you're right you're right you're right yeah so, yeah, you know, um, I was just, <laughs> I was just reflecting the other day. Wait, you know, Where are you? yeah, after, <laughs> after Easter, we had, uh, we took a little time off you and I in different places. Uh-huh. Right. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I went over to the coast, the Oregon coast for a couple of days. And, um, you know, I went out, went out to eat at a restaurant, a seafood restaurant. There was a huge, really, yeah, huge, huge fight. You know, it, it was crazy. Yeah, there there were wow. battered fish everywhere. Jeez. Battered, battered fish. Battered fish. Yeah. 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 Wow. I, I thought you'd like that a little more. I do like that. I, you know, with you, I like the journey more than the destination with your jokes. <laughs> so um, you know, gosh. I've I've been noticing as I age too that my forehead's getting bigger. You know, I'm getting less hair. I noticed that too, Tim. <laughs> it's it's not something I'm very proud of. So the the other day I went shopping. You, know? <laughs> I went shopping uh, shopping for a for a wig. No. <laughs> yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. I I bought a I bought a wig. It was uh, it was only it was and it was only a dollar really yeah yeah it was a small price to pay oh my goodness wow yeah small price to pay uh golly are you looking forward to uh cinco de mayo i mean it's just around the corner you're gonna make some good yeah yeah you're gonna maybe but it's not on butcher one of your butcher one of your chickens for cinco de mayo or uh make some fajitas no, I better not butcher my chickens. I they are they are um, pets not producing their eggs as well as they should. So they are on my list, and I let them know. That. Well, if you if you take the least producing one and butcher him in front of the other ones, they might get the message. You think, or maybe I'm not sure. I could actually do it. <laughs> I couldn't. I don't know how to do that kind of thing. I, I have family that can, but uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, you know uh, what? What? what 
Oh, I don't even know how to tell the joke. I'm trying to set up. Yeah, I'm like, oh. are you going to get there? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> something something oh. about Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> yeah, something about Cinco de Mayo. Uh, yeah, and I was thinking about your avocado plant there. You know what uh, you get when you combine a chicken with an avocado? I don't know what. Bac bacamole. <laughs> No, that turned out uh, good. You know, it took no, a while to get terrible. there. It took that a while terrible. to get there, but it was good. It was good. I don't know about that, Tim. Um, <laughs> May fourth is coming. May the fourth. We should do a special episode for that, and sure. maybe Cinco de Mayo. But uh, what are we here to do? We're going to talk about uh, one ministry uh, opportunity we have coming up that you can uh, maybe be involved in, uh, and definitely can pray for. And then we'll do our text of the week, which is an awesome text that Tim Seavers is preaching on um, this upcoming Sunday. So first, we want to talk about our ministry opportunity, Life Lessons, for the class of 2021. So this is the eighth graduating class that we've done Life Lessons for. We started way back in 2014, and so uh, that makes this year the eighth class. And uh, Life Lessons is for graduating seniors, mainly of GARPAL, but uh, also kind of some folks outside that that get personal invitations through family members of the church and so forth. And, and so usually close to 20 kids. Um, um, we'll see how many come this year, but it, there's three classes they take on finances, relationships, and their future. Um, and then we have adult mentors that are pro- part of the program that share uh, examples from their own life and part of their faith journeys in any of those three um, subject areas. And um, it really, at the end, it, the point of it is trying to, to reach and bless these kids at the end of their high school career as they launch off into whatever their direction they're going into the job world, the college world, the technical school, apprenticeship, military, and give them some life lessons, give them some encouragement, give them a $250 scholarship if they complete the program and it's coming up in may may 16th 19th and 23rd so we're gonna knock it out in uh basically a week's time a sunday a wednesday and then another sunday and if you know a senior in our local local vicinity here who you would like to be part of life lessons please let us know or tell them to contact us at the church and we can connect them with the class if you'd like to pray for life lessons um, and that it would be impactful on these seniors, uh, please do. We can uh, let us know if you're praying or not, but I prefer if you let us know, we can give you some specific things to pray for. Yeah. Uh, pray that uh, they would hear this, the wisdom and truth and that, uh, that God would launch them in a good trajectory in their life. Uh, some of the kids coming are new to the Christian faith. And so it's an opportunity to introduce them to the basics of our faith. We offer them a Bible if they want it. We, you know, uh, we offer them a chance to pray for them. Some kids take us up on that. Some don't. But uh, it's 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 really a, a great ministry that I love being a part of. I know you've been a part of it, Tim. Uh, anything you want to add about our upcoming life lessons? It's awesome. Um. All right. <laughs> I think one of the things I really like about it is that it's a intergenerational, um, multi-generational, community-based um, program. It's not just something that our church does on its own either. We do it in cooperation with 
couple of the other churches in Garfield and here in Palouse and the uh, Garpel Young Life and uh, mentors from both communities and people who just care about kids and, and making sure they, um, they get a good uh, launch into their next, whatever's next for them, like you said. And uh, it's good to see a community rally together like that to support the youth. And I mean, we've been here all along, but this is just an extra special reminder. And I think a good touch point for the kids too, as they go away to know there are people back here in Palouse who care about them. And uh, if they need us, we're here for them. Um, Amen. So yeah, it's been, it's been oh. a lot of fun to be a part of it over the years. And um, sometimes I've been more involved than other times just be based on my schedule and what I've got going on and when the times of the meetings are, but um, really enjoyed last year, um, especially and um, being one of the mentors and being able to go and visit, uh, visit with kids and uh, work on, I had lunch with, uh, I don't think it was last year, now that I'm thinking of it, maybe two years ago, I had lunch with uh, one of our students and uh, talked about budgeting and answered questions that they had about that. And so just, just good to connect and, and, and then to have a relationship with that uh, youth too. And I still see them around our community from time to time. And so uh, it's good to be connected. Amen. And, you know, a lot of our young adults leave our communities and go elsewhere, at least for a time. And so it's good for them to, to, um, some of them are connected to some some folks in faith communities and some aren't, but we want them to know that we love them and we care for them and that we're here if they do come back or if they have family connections um, still in the area that, that they leave Palouse with, uh, with a good sense that their community loves them, that the, the faith community here um, loves them and supports them and wants the best for them. So yeah, looking forward to Life Lessons 2021. If you know of a senior, send them our way. If you have questions, let us know. If you want to pray for the ministry, please do. If you want to contribute a scholarship, um, you can go online, I believe, to pollutionchurch.org and the giving link online. You can click on that, and then there's a specific life lessons option. You can give whatever amount you want. The cost of one scholarship is $250, so you could do that if you wanted to or, or whatever the Lord leads you to do. Uh, but looking forward to it. So that's our big ministry announcement, and we wanted to kind of spotlight that. Uh, but let's talk about our scripture for the week, unless you have anything else, Mr. Sievers. No. We are in numbers, right? You want to take it from here, Tim, since you're the... I'll take a little bit of it, yeah. Um, so uh, we're in the book of Numbers, and uh, the sixth chapter, and we'll be looking at verses... Um, 22 to 27. Uh, it's a section of scripture that's kind of been on my mind for a little while. Um, actually, I think the last time uh, I went to Michigan and we visited uh, right before right before the world <laughs> turned upside down <laughs> uh, after Christmas uh, or on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, I flew with my family to see my family in Michigan. And when we worshiped in church there, they sang a song um, called The Blessing, uh, and it's by Elevation Worship. And uh, it just is, it's basically these words a couple of times through, and then another uh, refrain that they've tacked on, that they've drawn from scripture. And um, 
And so I've had these words kind of going around in my head for a while. And uh, they remind me too of uh, when I was in high school, our madrigal, our, our madrigal singing group um, every year uh, at graduation time would perform the blessing of Aaron is what it was called. And it was uh, four parts and, and it was this scripture. And at graduate, so about this time of year, we'd start practicing uh, it especially a little bit more because in June we'd be uh, singing it for a couple thousand people at graduation. Um, and so these words have kind of been with me. I mean, I've lived with them for at least since my high school years. I don't, I don't have a good recollection that goes any further beyond that into my childhood that I knew about this scripture. But in high school, I was introduced to it. And then uh, there's this new worship song, a new old worship song. <laughs> where they've taken these words and uh, I've been listening to it. And it's kind of been on my heart, just this, this prayer and this blessing. And uh, it's really simple. Uh, and it's just a few verses. And I think since it is so short and it's, it's not, you know, half of a chapter of John or whatever, like we did last time. Uh, we can probably read through it. Do you want to read it, Corey? Uh, I have the NIV open. Is that okay if I, that's I, just what I grab. Well, I think so. It's the Bible still. I think so. It'll work. Yeah. So you're NIV positive then. <laughs> I grew uh, up with the NIV. So pretty much every scripture I know by heart, I know in the NIV. Um, see, got it. Yeah. Except for like uh, uh, 23rd Psalm and uh, Lord's Prayer. For some reason, I know those in the King James. <laughs> uh, see, I did Awana as a kid. You're familiar with Awana? And, and it was all King James based. So oh, okay. uh, some of that stuff that, and that's a while ago, right? But some of that stuff that's deep in my heart uh, and soul is King James. And Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We, had our, we had our own special program that wasn't Awana. So huh. Awana wasn't good enough for you guys, huh? Well, I had never heard of Awana till I came here, I think. Um, really? Yeah, it wasn't part of my, I don't remember anybody else doing it, but our church, the Free Methodist Church in Michigan was, or the denomination had their own similar program. It was called um, CYC at first Christian Youth Club. And then later they changed it to CLC, the Christian Life Club. And we met every Wednesday and did scripture memorization and uh, different fun activities and stuff. It was good. Cool. But awesome. All right. Well, with that as a great introduction. <laughs> I love that no, time. I, did you love Awana? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. There was a there was a gym with carpet in it, and we played a lot of games and memorized verses and had little kind of uniforms and yeah, and uh, like stashes and we earned badges and stuff. And yeah, so, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Very similar. We had crowns, you know, back in Iwana, and you could earn jewels in your crown. Oh, uh, and stuff like that, and, and singing, of course. It was it was a great time. So we don't offer that here at our church, but uh, I think a local church in Garfield was doing Iwana. They do. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, all right. Verse 22, chapter 6 of Numbers. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. There you go. Thank you. Word of the Lord. Word of the Lord. You're welcome. God. Yeah. Um, so there you have the blessing of Aaron or Aaron's blessing, which I think is kind of a funny name as I think about it, because it's not really Aaron's blessing. It's God's blessing through Aaron to the people. <laughs> but that's what it says. It's a, it titled that in my Bible, Aaron's blessing. Uh, you might have heard it called the Aaronic blessing, not ironic, but Aaronic blessing um, uh, after his name. But yeah, I love uh, I love how it starts. And, you know, the Lord tells Moses that he's to tell Aaron, that Aaron's to tell the people, you know what? I like you. I like you people. <laughs> and uh, I want to bless you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, it's just great. And uh, I want to bless you and I want to keep you and, uh, and my face will shine upon you and, and I'm going to be gracious toward you. And, and, and that's like, those are words for the Israelites and they're words for God's people. They're, that, they're like words for us, that that's how God feels and thinks about us. And that's what he wants for us to uh, be blessed and protected. Um, um, that's essentially what uh, what keep means, you know, uh, that's kind of a funny, a funny word maybe, but um, uh, to guard, I think is how uh, Robert Alter translated it in the he his Hebrew translation. Because um, he's, he's a scholar that knows Hebrew. So, uh, but guard, uh, and yeah, to guard and protect and uh, that he uh, takes delight in his people and, and, uh, you know, his, he he yeah and i love that too that idea that his face would shine upon us or he lift his countenance towards us that that he delights in us um and and i think that's cool because i think a lot of people don't think that's who god is mm. you know uh one of our one of our bible studies i think it was on tuesday somebody was talking about the caricature of god in in modern society and usually you have or like heaven, you know, where there's the pearly gates and St. Peter or whatever. And so the old, the old guy in a beard up in the clouds, um, maybe a little distant, maybe a little um, just not really engaged uh, with, with his people. And, and the, but that's not the picture that you get here in numbers. It's a very personal, very, very personal um, bit of scripture. Um, and it's and it's a message from God to His people, and mm -hmm. so I just I just think it's really cool, and uh, so that's what kind of brought my attention to it was you know all that background I talked about before, and then just a real desire to kind of dig in and find out a little bit more about well what do these words actually mean? Um, because I sang them I don't know how many times when I was in choir, and I've been singing them. Uh, you know, as I've been hearing this new worship song from Elevation Worship, but, but do I really, um, I guess, do I really understand what I'm singing and what I'm, mm. what I'm saying? And there's a tendency with things like this that are part of our Christian culture, so to speak. Uh, the Blessing of Aaron has long been a part of uh, Christian liturgy and part of worship services 
oftentimes as a benediction. I've used it uh, a lot of times, um, but there can be a tendency for the words to become stale or, or empty because they become something you just recite over and over again. But that's not that's not the truth because the truth is they're much deeper and it's not what God wants uh, for us. His words, his word and his word here is rich and meaningful for us. If we take time to open our hearts and our ears and our minds to uh, really, really take it in. Um, so, you know, this isn't the only thing that's like that, but this is one of those things that we say often. And so we're going to talk about what it means. Cool. I think we, we do need to do that because these things we say often, we can let them kind of just get repetitive or habitual right. uh, habits aren't always bad. Good habits are good. But if we, if we forget what something means or never learn what it means in the first place, because we just grew up in the church um, and we can almost treat the words as magical when that's not the point of this blessing. Like there's a message here, right? That God wants to, the Israelites to hear and by extension, the, us the the church of christians and um so i think it's really important that we understand this blessing um and it seems really personal like that the lord wants to have this blessing present relationship with us uh, where he's shining his face upon us giving us peace um and the, there seems to be an implication that we have to uh or should receive that, right? It doesn't say that, but like, this is what the Lord's offering. You want to stay in that, you know, you want to accept the Lord's blessing, accept the Lord's presence. And, and, and cause that's who God is and he's going to be good to you. So why wouldn't you want to accept it? Yeah. But we know, we know the story of Israel and you can even read in numbers of some of their struggles of, you know, God is who God is trying to be present and leading them. And yet the people struggle, even some of Aaron's own family struggle with rebellion and obedience. And, um, and we do too. Right. And so I, are you going to talk about like how important it is to remember and, and um, you know, that God, God telling us these truths and us remembering them and re receiving them and believing them is important for us staying on track. I don't know if that's the right way for, is, well, is that something you're... I think I think that's probably a fair way to say it. I mean, essentially, if you, you know, here at the start of numbers, they've, they've been um, at Mount Sinai for about a year and God's given them the 10 commandments and he's outlining some of these laws and telling them how they need to live. And they're about to, they're about to start the journey to the promised land. And I don't, I think it's, you know, they get about three days in uh, to their, their, their journey and they start grumbling again. Uh, and this, that's the repeated pattern uh, throughout the story of Israel as they do this. And, and um, that's better than my kids. Sometimes it's like three hours into the three car trip, maybe yeah, three, three minutes, three days. And they're wishing, Oh, if we could be back slaves in Egypt again. <laughs> Do your, do your kids wish that is that what they're saying uh oh that we would be in Palouse again oh, that we would be in, yeah oh that we yeah. would be in Egypt again and be slaves and and uh they forget uh who God time and again they forget who God is and what he wants for them and they choose their own ways and we do the same thing 
Uh, we choose, you know, life is kind of a choose your own adventure novel or whatever, if you remember those. And you go certain, God lets us, you know, go certain directions and there'll be consequences <laughs> if you choose the wrong one. Um, and he doesn't make us follow him. Uh, but if they had remembered this scripture truly, if they had taken it into their hearts and really believed this and walked in that, uh, things might have been different for the Israelites as they made that journey to the promised land. And instead of, uh, I mean, that whole generation uh, ends up uh, dying in the wilderness instead of being able, even, even Moses uh, doesn't get to go into the promised land. Um, and uh, it takes a while to work that, that uh, Egypt out of the, the Israelites so that they're ready to receive the promise that God has for them. Uh, and this is yeah and and and, and it got to know that god knew that right and yet i mean god being who god is so, i mean we could we could create hypothetical histories of israel that didn't happen but god god knew the end from the beginning right and yet still gave them this blessing like that's how i look at it like right, yeah. god god knew my wanderings and struggles and still has given me salvation in christ and the holy spirit and is, is preparing in advance good works for me to do, you know, I think like I, and we need to em embrace that, that God, God loves us, that God knows the struggles of Israel, the struggles of his people, the struggle of Christians. And he's saying, I'm still blessing God. I mean, I'm here, you know, um, you've got to walk him, walk with me, not against me, but, uh, but I'm here and, um, and wanting to, to shine upon you. So, and, uh, are you going to talk about shalom, wholeness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's what it, the, it all, you know, the, uh, the blessing part all builds up to that, to shalom. That's kind of the, the culmination or the high point or whatever of this blessing is that uh, he will give you peace. Um, so you're not going to get it anywhere else. It comes from God. Uh, and so we'll be talking about shalom and, and what that is and, and how really I think that's what, uh, that's a lot of, I think shalom is a lot of what we desire, but we don't name it that. Um, we don't really understand what it is that we're looking for in life. And we look at all the, the, the pain and the suffering and the, the brokenness in our world. And we, um, we don't really call, we, we see it, it, it pains us, it brings us, you know, it's troubling for us. And um, it's troubling because it's not what God wants. And it's not what uh, we want. We want shalom and wholeness and that restoration of things the way that they should be, the way that they should be restored and in good relationship and right relationship with God. And, and so, uh, you know, I think especially as we reflect too on the pandemic, the ongoing pandemic, you know, we're more than a year into this thing and um, people, uh, we have lots of frustrations and irritations and, and uh, maybe even some anger and because uh, things aren't the way that we think they should be. And you look at what's happened on top of all of that in the midst of a pandemic with all the, um, violence and uh, unrest in our communities around the country and around the world. Um, 
and things seem pretty dim and they seem pretty, um, you know, and our, our hearts hurt because we see the pain of our brothers and sisters and we don't know, well, what, what, what can we, what can we do? What can we do? Well, maybe we can't do a whole lot, but God can, God can bring shalom and we can be agents of shalom too. in uh, wherever he's put us, um, I'm, I'm wandering a little bit, Corey. I'm sorry. No, I don't think you, I don't think you are. I think you're, well, the Israelites wandered too, Tim, but, uh, <laughs> uh, and not all who wander are lost. Right. But I, you know, we, we're longing for that better world uh, yeah. that we were designed for, but our, our ability to reflect God's face or carry God's image to the world, you know, with before Christ or without Christ is marred or broken, but in Christ and because of his victory, because of his sacrifice and resurrection, we can be really restored to bear God's whole image to the world, not because of our goodness, but because of how God, God is good. And so, you know, our blessed duty, you know, I kind of see the main point being in the middle of the blessing with the result being or the mission being uh, the last verse. So, you know, God has shined his face upon us in and through Jesus Christ. He literally took on a face, a human form and 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 took on our brokenness by being broken. I think you're going to remember that in communion on Sunday. But he took on the brokenness in order to offer the wholeness, to offer restoration. That's shalom, to to bring our pieces back together and make us whole and to offer the world the better way, uh, to offer the world the wholeness, the shalom that only can be found in God and through God. And so he shined his face upon us to do that, um, his grace, his free gift to us. And because of that, that if we're if we're in him, um, you know, if we have his face, his presence in our life, we we can not only just have the blessing of peace, but we can be bearers of that that shalom to the world. That ref, we can reflect his image. Uh, that doesn't mean our little worlds will be perfect, but maybe we can see the perfect God at work. Um, in, in very imperfect people. We talk about being imperfect people here, and we are, but we believe in a perfect God who's, who's, whose reflection could be seen um, even in us uh, because he's that good. Like if he can restore uh, me or you or others and bring his love into the world through us, it's, it's visible signs of hope to a broken world. And um, so that's what the church is trying to do, right? Is uh, and that's really what Israel's call was, and and the church's call now is to to represent God's uh, God's goodness and love to the world. Um, and I think it's all wrapped in this blessing. So prayers for you to to be able to just deliver that on a beautiful sermon platter uh, with uh, the Lord's Supper right there, so you can tie it all together. It's, I mean. Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Just hope it's a, a blessed, blessed time of preaching for you. You get a, you get a practice tomorrow when we record. It's a well hidden secret that we record our online service on Thursday morning. So Tim gets to practice. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. That'll be good. So, all right. Anything else? No, that's good. I'm looking forward to it. So good scripture. Oh. 
Bacamole. Bacamole. No, that was terrible. As you know, oh, I have another joke in here. I have to. <laughs> oh, really? You, you're not supposed to tell us. The fun part of Tim Seaver's jokes is, you know, you pretend like you're just being natural, but then you start laughing and everybody knows, oh, Tim's about to tell a joke because you start chuckling, like, but you're trying to bring up an everyday experience, you know. Um, oh, I went to a seafood restaurant. Oh. <laughs> it's fun i love that part i'm not making fun of you well, well i guess it's, this isn't so much a joke as it's kind of some some advice oh it's some advice i need advice tim so sage advice oh tell me yeah yeah so you know if if you're if you're ever being chased by a pack of taxidermists don't play dead Oh my gosh, that is so smart. Yes. That's good advice for life. So. Now, I got to say, that's a creepy plot of a movie. If, you know, just that there would ever be a pack of taxidermists chasing anybody. I don't want to know why. I don't know what's wrong with them. And, and I don't want to be chased by them, but don't play dead. I agree. Don't good. Play if you are. I'm going to tell that joke to my bus today, and no one's going to get it, but it's going to be awesome. It will be. Yeah, it'll be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, Corey. It's been good to be with you as always. Uh, thank you all for listening and watching. This has been Tim and Corey coming to you from our Hilltop Studios here in the rolling hills of Palouse, Washington, wishing you a blessed week. We'll see you next time.